Welcome to Untaming Leadership. I'm Igina Jirazi. And I'm Sam Allen, and we are both leadership coaches and trainers with a passion for transformation. Our mission is to grow conscious and inspiring leaders and to dive deep into the very heart of leadership. Tune in for your bi-weekly fix of wisdom and inspiration from diverse experts in the field. Team ready? We are absolutely delighted to have Katrin Luti on our podcast this morning. Katrin is a team leader in the sales project division. And um, we are just super excited to have this conversation with you. A big and warm welcome from both of us. Thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting to be here. And uh, we like to dive in with the, the big questions, Katrin. So <laughs> we would love to ask you, uh, first and foremost, what is your definition of leadership? So what I've learned in the past couple of years is that leaders are not king and queens, but humble servants. Okay. It is our job to make other people look really great. And there's loads of catering involved. <laughs> I love that. I love the food imagery coming up already. It's making me a bit hungry, actually. <laughs> That's really, really beautiful. And um and I know another big question. Anyway, so what have you learned during this journey? Um, I'm going to be really honest here. Um, it's it's hard. Leadership, yes. if you take it seriously, it is really, really hard. And it can be a bit isolating, especially when you move into leadership. You have to start respecting boundaries. You're, you're part of the team, but we're not really part of the team sometimes and mm -hmm. uh, that is something that I had to learn but on the other hand it's probably the most fulfilling role you can have in an office is to see other people become really great so there's the positive and the negative um, but it's, it's, it's been an absolute great journey and it's beautiful to work with people. You know boundaries often come up with the leaders that we work with in our leadership program and people we speak to on the podcast and you know we're curious how do you actually you know, respect your boundaries and communicate them because it's a very personal thing, right? It's very personal. And is so I worked in the company before I became the team leader of that team. So you have to start growing up a bit and you have to respect that you shouldn't be part of certain conversations that you used to be part of before. Mm. And I tried to still be friendly, still be very approachable for everyone but you have to set your own boundaries and you have to also remove yourself from certain discussions when you feel I shouldn't hear this and I shouldn't be here. And I'm also curious about this transition that you just mentioned from being part of the team to being the leader of the team. How has that been for you? I was very lucky. I have a great team of three girls, two Zoomers, so very, very young kids and one who's my age. And obviously the biggest worry was the one who was similar to my age. We've worked together before. I have to give her props for being absolutely respectful. And we we kind of learned together to, to work together in a different kind of setting. And we both did it really greatly. So it wasn't just me. It was also her who really helped me in that. And the Zoom is obviously when the people are younger, it's a bit easier, isn't it? 
Yeah. And I know you're you're passionate about leading Gen Zers. You know, you shared with us. So yeah. I mean, actually, I'm really ignorant here. I'm not exactly sure what a Gen Zer is and like how you go about leading them. <laughs> I'm showing my age, McGinna. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the threat, right? The millennial leading the setters. Um, we're, we're here to disrupt the status quo, I feel, or that's perceived of us. Um, I, I find the latest generations is absolutely fascinating. They're, they're so compassionate. They're incredibly smart. They, they come from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, it's not like we did it before you go to school and then you have a job. They came from traveling. They, they just do things differently. And I find that so fascinating and I find it fascinating to work with them and to listen to them. I think that's the best we can do as leaders is to listen to the youngest team member because their ideas are just so out of the box, so different, so fresh. It's, it's brilliant to work with young people. Oh, it's so lovely to, <laughs> to hear and experience your enthusiasm, your love, your, your passion uh, for leadership. And, and I want to dig deeper a little bit into that. It's like, what, what more do you love about leadership? So it's it's literally the journey or to to see other people become different, become better, become more skilled, and to also acknowledge that you had a part in their journey is is again, it's the most fulfilling role you can have in an office is is to literally see someone else follow into your footsteps, follow your lead. And and do something with it and 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 succeed in that. Yeah, I really feel that in you. And I would also love to ask you, what do you bring to the table as a leader, Katrin? I'm very understanding, mm. which is probably the the biggest thing you you can bring to the table as a leader. I always say if there's one thing I can teach about leadership I haven't done it for that long so I shouldn't be too like it's been three years but the one thing I've learned is be courageous and always be kind mm -hmm. because the 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 misconception that people follow the loudest voice in the room is just wrong people don't follow the alpha male who's very loud and obnoxious they follow the person that makes them feel safe that makes them feel protected and so you have to be kind and courageous in, in everything you do. Oh, it's so lovely <laughs> um, what you're sharing. And at the same time, I'm also curious about uh, your growth as a leader. Where Where is that now? I had to learn two things. The first thing is I had to learn not to take things too personal, which especially I think as a woman, is, is always really hard. And unless you're the managing director or the owner of a company, your playground has its limits, right? And and to, to acknowledge that sometimes you just can't give a person what that person wants, small things, big things, you, it's, just not, it's just not in your playground to give it to them. And to let the person vent and be angry and be angry at you and just to not take that too personal was something I really, really had to learn. I'm also someone who's very unfussy and I I always struggled a bit, bit to advocate for myself. And then all of a sudden, you have to advocate for other people. You, you have to go to your boss. You have to start diving headfirst into fights. I've never done that all my life. 
And then all of a sudden it's not your fight anymore. You fight for someone else. And to just dive into conversations I was very uncomfortable with for someone else was also something I had to learn. Mm. Really feel your heart in that. You know, it's like you've got to be prepared to put your heart forward and take yeah. the risk, you know, and that's that's really coming through in your energy. And um, I'm also wondering around like inspirations in leadership for you. Like, who have you drawn on? What have been your kind of go to inspirations? I'm a huge history buff. And <laughs> I think that the greatest source of leadership is history. I mean, you cannot have a podcast about leadership without mentioning the unofficial patron saint of leadership at least once which is Ernest Shackleton right like his like I mean his story is is about survival and 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 not about leadership yet it is all about leadership and and I find that so fascinating and I love reading between lines when it comes to stuff like that I mean even Howard Carter, who found the tomb of Tutankhamun in Egypt during the Egyptian uprising as an English person, the way that he had to work with local workers. I'm fascinating to kind of pick out what he did, how he did, and how all these, these average Joes just did really great things and 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 gradually became the, the leaders that they are known for today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that, that leads me to another question in terms of uh, just... Uh, getting to know a little bit you and your background and your history, like how, what led you to this position? This is a fair question, and um, I, I also feel as women we also we're very humble, and it's 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 a bit tough to um, compliment ourselves. Um, but I did have um, a lot of people who told me you're just. You're just the natural person people want to follow. Again, maybe we go back into I make people feel safe and protected. It's just the nurturing element of it. Um, but I, I apparently I've always was the person that people thought um, well, people ask questions when they had questions or when they needed someone to talk to. They they stood at my desk. So I, I gradually kind of just plonked into the role, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, there's something very relatable about you, very approachable about you. So I can really imagine people going towards you and, and feeling that they can speak to you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, also curious, I'm hearing a bit of an accent and I'm, you know, as a listener right now, I might be wondering like, so where does this lady come from? Where did this all start? You know? this, is, this is the most frequently asked question <laughs> I get. <laughs> where the devil do you come from? Okay. I'm not a native English speaker. <laughs> I'm literally from Zurich. I was born and bred in Zurich. Yeah. Moved to New York for a year. Had this amazing American accent. Came back, started to work with English people. And now it's all over the place. Um, <laughs> people, I have people said, I can't even place. I, I don't even know the continent you're from. Like, I literally can't place you. Um, but it's Swiss. Uh, it's, a, it's, a it's so funny. Uh, I don't know why I had made this assumption that you are from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Irish, Irish a lot. Irish and oh, Wales, yes. Irish friends. I it's 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 horrible. But no, yeah. it's lovely. I thought you were Australian. So <laughs> the story of my life. Story of my life. <laughs> I'm actually picking up on that a bit, the story of your life. You know, if you were to put a few words to the story of your life and some themes that have come up in your inner leadership along that personal journey, what would they be? 
along my personal journey yeah Yeah. or my personal story as as the person I am one and the same maybe (laughs) (laughs) no again what I okay this is probably controversial but I don't think you can learn to be a leader you can learn to be a good leader you can learn to be a compassionate and inspiring leader but I think that first initial spark is something that you need to have in you and that baby step the first step into it needs to happen gradually and I I don't know I was always very outspoken and 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 always loved working with people and throughout my whole career I was always fascinated to hear other people's stories and maybe that just kind of moved me into that direction and is is yeah I is, is is an interesting question like where where do I come from what has led me to it I, I don't know it's, it's been baby steps along the way yeah I'm just curious because I know that you know in many of the leaders that we speak to you know there's been some kind of formative time in their life or you know something where maybe there's been some adversity or trauma or who knows but actually that sparked something that you know they bring into their leadership so that that was kind of what was um present for me as I asked you that uh so yeah I mean obviously there's there's stories I lost my mom when I was very young so I don't have siblings um I I I I don't know if I had to grow up a bit quicker than anyone else I don't know if I had to read between lines when I grew up and had to kind of step into the role of an advisor of a almost partner to my dad at that at a very young age and that that kind of shaped me and that that made me the person who I am probably yes and I probably always had a lot of compassion for people who did not have an easy life who you know also struggle with with the past the present and and the future and I've always found it really fascinating to to work with all kinds of people and that is definitely if you want to go into leadership that is what you need right you have to have compassion and understanding for other people otherwise it doesn't work mm-hmm. it definitely had probably an effect thank you so much for for sharing that um Catherine it is it actually makes the jigsaw pieces slot together somehow um, and I can really see how um, your heart's serving through having experienced that. So thank you for your trust. I mean, we just to be transparent to listeners, we don't know Katrin. So <laughs> we're having this conversation and we're, we're finding out about you in the here and now. And um, okay. yeah, just, just you saying that made me see you even more. So, so thank you for that. And um, yeah, I mean, you told us a little bit about inspiration and stuff. And, and sometimes our listeners are wanting like practical resources you know perhaps for somebody listening that is a, a team leader or who knows you know and they they want to um read up a bit or listen to another podcast or whatever you know <laughs> do you have any like go-to resources that you would recommend for for new leaders I I'm a big reader as well and I read fiction for years and I was always a bit too bored with books about leadership and all of that but I have to admit some of them are really good <laughs> and and it does help um again I I love to read history read between the lines but sometimes you don't have time for that so the the, the direct feed is books and it, I I encourage every single person not just the leaders just general people in offices there's so many good material out there of how to work with people because you also have to do that if you're not a leader how to work with people in an office 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 environments are weird 
right? <laughs> you, you, you spend eight hours a day, five times a week with people that you probably wouldn't choose to hang around with. And and I do find um, that there's great books out there who, who give you a bit of tips and tricks on how to handle people. We would love to share with our audience uh, your resources. So Absolutely. So um, Simon Sinek, Leaders Eat Last, mm. is probably one that really shaped me. And he is the one who goes into, if you want people to follow you, be the safe spot and not the loud, obnoxious spot. I learned that from him. Yeah. I know he's a bit controversial, but I do like Ericsson's, um, what are they called? Uh, Idiots at work or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Leadership for idiots or something. It's a bit, he's not, he's not, um, he's, yeah, he's a bit controversial, but it goes into the different um, types of people, the the financial guy, the, the, the loud one, the shy one, and how to um, get the best out of these people. And that is also very fascinating and very important for leaders as well to understand what is the strength of a team member, not just in terms of what is the skill that that person can do, but also what kind of person is that person and where do I need to put that person to make that person grow. Right. Oh, is the surrounded by idiots, surrounded the color coded. Here yeah. we go, the color code. Yeah, surrounded by idiots. And there's now also yeah. surrounded by bad leaders, mm. which goes into the same topics is also by him. I like it. Yeah, beautiful. And what are the challenges do you think uh, other people, other leaders in general are facing at the moment? So we're in a bit of a kerfuffle at the moment because A, currently it's a candidate's market. Mm. And that is intimidating, right? People can literally choose where they want to work. So you need to be better than any other company in terms of culture and, and nurturing talent. And on the other hand, we had COVID just two years ago that completely disrupted the status quo. These two things together, that's not the challenge for me. That's the opportunity. The challenge for me is the rapid speed it happened. I mean, the whole home office discussion is done. The discussion is done. Everyone who worked from home in the past two years we know it works and we do not have the liberty at the moment to take months and, and years to kind of come up with structures and come up with ideas and how do we do this and you know are we do we allow people to work from home do we allow people to work from abroad for a couple of days we're done with these discussions and we really have to implement change quickly and that I see as a challenge because HR departments are usually not the ones being very 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 fast with fundamental changes and at the moment we're for forced to do changes incredibly quickly. Mm. Yeah I can hear there's a lot of uh, challenge in all of that and um, I'm also getting curious around like how you maintain your energy whilst being you know <laughs> present to everything there because you know, we hear from a lot of leaders, like they have some practices that they go to or some, you know, go to places in themselves to actually maintain their energy. Well, what would be yours? I'm really bad at that. I'm <laughs> horrible at it. <laughs> so I need to listen to your previous podcast. Anyway. If anyone has a tip, I don't do yoga. I definitely don't do Zumba. But any <laughs> anything else, I'd I'd be open to hear. No, it's 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 a challenge. Yeah. It's, and I'm 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 yeah. I, again, I guess I still have 
things to learn and learning to put myself first is probably on my to-do list still (laughs) well you still have your smile and it seems your energy is amazing now so you must be doing something right (laughs) or at least the passion that you have for leadership and for your people uh, is your inspiration and is your gives you energy yeah and I'm pretty resilient I'm I'm actually uh, this is probably something I maybe I influenced that by certainly something I'm very grateful for I'm quite a resilient person so this helps a lot Mm -hmm. and what advice again besides the resources that you shared which we love uh, what advice would you give to a new leader I'm going full Disney now yes (laughs) go for it it's literally a quote from i think it's cinderella be courageous and be kind oh beautiful courageous and be kind again people follow people that make them feel safe and you're the safe haven and and in the end if you have people who want to follow you your personal career growth is 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 infected by that as well right like you want to grow yourself as well and and to have team members who want to follow you, who want to see you succeed as well as a leader, you get that by being courageous and be be kind. Love that. And if you could project yourself 20 Mm -hmm. years into the future and then look back on the you today (laughs) and your journey, the whole journey, you know, what would you love to be able to say about yourself as a leader? I think I would pat myself on the back first and then give myself a very long hug first mm-hmm. before I'd say anything else. <laughs> That's just a, oh, a quick hug. Um, such an act of self-compassion and self-love. Yeah. Like I said, it's not always easy. It's it's challenging. It's fun. It's it's so motivating, but it's not always easy. But I, I think I'd be proud in 20 mm-hmm. years. I think I'd be proud. But yeah, the hug, the hug, the hug is 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 needed. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Uh, definitely, we hug you. Thank <laughs> and you. Also for everything that you're doing, and and really, we can see the 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 passion, um, the willingness, the resilience, the staying, the the really the everything that you're putting into this work, mm. and it just shows it. It Thank oozes you. out of you. <laughs> So keep up the great work that you're doing and keep on inspiring, uh, keep on showing up and keep on doing the hard work, everything that it takes. Same to you guys. I I love that we've had three women on that podcast. I'm a huge fan of women supporting women. So we need to take care of ourselves, (laughs) right? (laughs) We need to look out for each other. So thank you for having me. Oh, here's the girl power. And what a wonderful girl power. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untaming Leadership. Are you a leader keen to share your take on leadership? Want to offer your organization the chance to participate in one of our experiential conscious leadership programs. We would love to hear from you. 